Well, hello, everyone. You are at the Sassy Southern Yankee podcast. My name is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm so excited to be here today. I am the founder of joybasedliving.com, and we are a community of people who love personal development and growth. And we are on episode 44. We're in season two, which is a clean language season, which started uh, when the corona started. And uh, I asked my friend Michelle if she would join me here to bring support to parents and families. And um, she has a background as an artist of 20 years and an art teacher and an art curator. And I have a background as a life and business coach for about 20 years with a master's degree in marriage and family counseling. And um, you can find this podcast at all the famous podcast places and platforms. And um, you can also find our joint podcasts at joybaseliving.com. Just click the word lioness in the main menu or write lioness in the search bar at the bottom or type in episode 44 if you want to get to this episode so you can see the urls or the um or any of the art that we post in in the post so the podcast will be there as well um we want to thank you all for your likes and comments and shares and we're just we just feel like this whole podcast is bringing out the very best in us. And um, we're so glad to be able to offer you the gifts of clarity and learning as we learn and grow. Um, we, we are unafraid to talk about everything from um, trauma to spirituality to coaching and peak performance. We both love kids a lot. We both love education and we both love leadership. I believe that leadership um, will have the same concepts regardless of whether you're in the workplace or at home. And so regardless of who you are, we hope that whatever you hear here will be able to benefit your life and your family, especially um, as you're spending more time at home. Um, we believe in you and we want the best for you. So, Miss Michelle, <laughs> I'm so excited about today's topic. And I, I like to say that um, Michelle and I have known each other for about 20 years when I started doing workshops uh, called Reach Your Stars in Tampa. I live in Alabama now. She's in Tampa. And um, we worked together where I was coaching her for a while and up. Uh, you know, every now and then throughout the years. And she's just like fully like just putting herself out there now in such a cool way. And um, today, so we meet right before each podcast for anywhere from 15 minutes to like two hours. And, <laughs> and, and we just kind of like, okay, what's good, what are we going to talk about today? And today's topic is a celebration of our innocence, our contribution and our power even, and maybe especially now during this time of Corona, even, and especially now from home. Mm, yes. And 
maybe you'd like to, I, I want to put that topic on the table. And I, I think I'd like, I'd like you to share what happened today and what made you cry <laughs> and how beautiful that was. And I think that might be a really good starting place for our conversation. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, yeah, we can totally do that. So let me give some context um, first. Uh, last year, I was, um, I was invited to go on a mission trip to Arusha, Tanzania with, um, with a group of about five people to go. I went as a therapeutic art coach and um, two of the other people that I went with are grief and trauma therapists. And then there was a, a the missions director or the missions coordinator and um, a family who had gone there six years prior. Okay. And so we went and um, the, the two trauma therapists and myself put on a four-day workshop for um, uh, social workers and healthcare professionals. Um, there were some doctors, there was a psychologist, some uh, hospice people, um, you know, all of these workers who work directly with children in the face of the grief that they're dealing with of their, both of their parents being dead or one of their parents being dead or um, incarcerations or, you know, all of this kinds of stuff. And so um, we were, the, the six of us were invited to go there by a woman who owns two orphanages, a hospital and um, a, a garden and a community garden and something else I forget. But anyway, and so to, to kind of help these children deal with the trauma that they have lived with um, through their lives. And so I said, okay, fine. So we went, we had a fantastic time. And once we came back um, there, you know, we all connected on social media with some of the people who went to the training. And there was this one gentleman who um, actually did not make it to the training, but reached out. And then he and I connected on a level of about a conversation about children. And so he and I have been communicating about different things to do and ways to help the children and, and, and things over in Tanzania. And so he's single-handedly started this art program um, where he's actually gone to, <clears throat> excuse me, there's 25, I guess, counties over there. And in, in this particular, well, they call them wards, but like 25, let's just say 25 different segments of the city. And he's gone to the literally the the government to ask them, like the you know the the education board of of the the country of Tanzania to say, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to go and I want to start teaching art to these twenty five different wards in Arusha um, once a week. And so he you know he got the approval, and so he and I have been corresponding, you know, definitely weekly, almost daily at some points to try and help him put together a program and, and a curriculum for the different students and whatnot. And so, but all this while he has not communicated. I haven't had an, an upper, I haven't been able to like connect him with the people who, who like headed up the training. And so in the last two weeks, we've finally started 
Skyping and getting everybody on the call. So the gentleman I've been, I was just speaking of and, and um, one of the, the people who was initially there during the training. And these two people are like movers and shakers and they get things done. And so um, the the one, and I've, I've mentioned him on podcasts in the past, uh, his name is Eli Naja. And so he's literally going through the slums in um, in Arusha and painting murals about the, you know, the, um, the, the Rona, as I call it, um, and about, you know, things to like ways to wash your hands and, you know, the social distancing, because the, um, with, with Arusha being, or with Tanzania being a third world country, they, you know, the slums in, in, in the more poverty stricken areas, they don't have TV, they don't have internet, they don't have, you know, different ways that people would normally communicate how to wash your hands, how to, um, you know, do the social distancing, all of that. There are literally some parts of it that haven't even heard of this, this thing that we're going through right now. And so we started putting the murals together. And, um, and so anyway, so I got him and Jacob is the other gentleman I was talking about we're on the call together today. And so as you know, as we're kind of having this, this zoom meeting, one of the other ladies that went to Arusha with us made a comment about, wow, Michelle, look at what you've done. You've been able to get these two people on the other side of the world connected so they can start moving and shaking together. You know, they can start a, a movement of helping the people in Tanzania and everything. And I was like, wow, okay. And then I had another Zoom meeting later on in the day where I was talking to, I have a um, a friend and it's, there's, there's four of us. Um, one lives in the Netherlands, one lives in Austria, another one lives over in California. And, um, and I was just, you know, I, I made a point. There was a part in the conversation where I thought I could offer some help and uh, to, to my friend from the Netherlands. And she was like, wow, Michelle, you know, that's, that's really, that's really insightful. Thank you for saying that. And, um, and she was like, you know, last month when we met, you had said something else that was really profound and, and it really struck me. And, and I wanted to just let you know that I'm still thinking about that and I appreciate that. So I was like, okay. Um, and then oh, I'm trying to remember because there was like this whole series of different things that happened today. And so there was, so there was that and that. And then, Oh, and then, and then you, you were um, one of your colleagues promoted your YouTube station to the entire network of um, people at uh, Carolwood Cultural Center. The Car yep, the Carolwood Cultural Center. So I've been doing these daily, um, I found a book a couple of weeks ago in, in my stash of books that is, you know, it's a 300, it's a four year long uh, journal like an art journal where it has like daily prompts and it's, um, you know, every day for 365 days. So four years worth of that. And I thought, you know, these are like little five, 10, 15 minute drawings that I could do just to kind of give people out there in the community, 
um, something, you know, something to look at or something to do while they're doing their dishes or, you know, while they're cooking, maybe they could put the YouTube channel on for their children or whatever the case may be. That's um the, the YouTube channel is actually called Masterpieces with Michelle with one L. And, and so my uh, marketing director at the Carolwood Cultural Center took my, my, my post and shared it with that network of like, I don't know, thousands of people. And I was like, wow, okay. And then I started thinking about a comment from, um, from a group that, or a, a Zoom meeting that you and I had, Debbie, on Saturday, and how one of our members of Joy Based Living was inspired by you and I, mm-hmm. um, you know, just consistently putting ourselves out there and how, you know, nothing we didn't get hurt. Nothing happened to she, us. She and, said, she said, I've been watching you just do your podcast. And, and I just saw that you put yourself out there and you didn't die. I think she said that, right? Like <laughs> She did say that. You yeah. didn't die. And I was like, yeah, that's like real. That is like <laughs> so real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that little thing, like, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's watching you. And yesterday in our podcast, we literally talked about like, if you and I are the only ones that listen to this podcast, that that have this podcast, Uh that we're the ripples that we're having, right? you know, are changing our lives and changing those people who's like in our daily life. And but now today, after having that, that, you know, conversation on our podcast last night, and then also having the conversation on Saturday on our Zoom call where she said, well, she was like, you know, you guys do this and, and, and you didn't die. Yeah. And then I had all of this stuff happen today. I was so overwhelmed with like, mm. holy Toledo, look at the contribution that we're putting out into this world. And it's not just here in Tampa, Florida, or between Tampa and in Al- or between Florida and Alabama, it's like all over the world. This is in Africa. This is in the Netherlands. This is in Austria. I mean, literally global contribution. When you, I want you to finish the sentence of this part of it. When you said, and, and this might take you a minute or we might have to come back to it. When you said, I was overwhelmed with, what were you over? Yes, you're, you're like, you're getting recognition that you're making a difference. And so when I sent you a song right before we met tonight, I, I, mm-hmm. somebody had sent Willie from our community, Willie Mathis sent me a song with Jennifer Hudson singing the hallelujah song by Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. And then when I called you for our pre-call, you were crying yeah. And you were overwhelmed with what? I was overwhelmed with joy. With with I wouldn't say contribution, but with the impact that I'm having on people because I don't, when I'm in it and I'm doing my daily stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm having conversations with these people. I feel things intuitively. And then I say it like, like, like Elena John today, when we were talking, 
I, he and I were talking um, a couple of days ago when he told me about the mural project. I said, listen, take some video of it. And then that way we can show it to other people. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. So he, he sent me the video today. And so I was able to share it on the Zoom call. And the people who were part of the Zoom call were like, wow, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so then when the Zoom call was done, I said to him, it was just he and I talking for a couple of minutes. And I said to him, listen, put this on your social media because you've got like thousands of friends. And so if a lot of those friends are in Arusha, then maybe those people can, you know, connect to other people who, and maybe they could start to paint the wall, you know, like prep the walls for you. You've already got all the approval. And so I'm just thinking of how can I help you? How can I do this? You know, how can I, and you know, like with my friend in the Netherlands, the same thing. And so I'm just looking at like, I, I, I intuitively feel something and I say it and it helps them. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But today it was not, but, and, and so today it was like, Oh, today all the of the ripple, the ripples it, came at, back to you. Yes, it was the cumulative effect of like, mm. holy Toledo! This is this is like magnifying. This is like you said the ripples, and I even yeah the the words going out, and now it's coming back in, and it's like, look at all the all the difference that you've made in these people's lives. Okay, so I want to bring something to this conversation that I think is really important. Okay. And and I and I want to share something that's more personal, but that we've shared we've shared before here. That okay. um you and I have both like done healing around complex post traumatic stress. Yes. And when when you have a pretty deep case of that, it means that you don't necessarily have visual flashbacks of like, you know, your buddies in the army getting bombed and all that stuff. <laughs> But you get emo- these things called emotional flashbacks, and like mm-hmm. you just kind of, so that's one of one so that people can understand. You know, it's it's an emotional experience where you you're talking to someone, and all of a sudden you can see they're not really quite there in front of you. That's because they're having an emotional flashback. Right. And and one of the things that so we've done a lot of study around this, and um, and we've done a lot of healing around it, and so one of the um the aspects of having CPTSD, which can be healed and cured is that you kind of don't exist. Everybody else exists, but you don't. And so if somebody to you, you don't, it might look like you think you do because maybe you dress really nice, you get spa treatments or whatever, but you're kind of like everybody, you belong to everybody else, whoever Mm -hmm. everybody else is. And so I think the thing that you keep talking about, I want to put in context here that in the past, if somebody would have given you a rich compliment, like the ones you received today, you would have been more like Teflon rather than being like a sponge. And when you're like Teflon, then you're not honoring their honoring of you. Yeah. And, and you were able to receive the honor that you were given today so much so, and it moved you so deeply to the point of tears. Yes. And I just want to like, I want to honor how 
far you've grown to be able to receive that and to be able to let yourself feel that. And I also want our, our audience members and our listeners, because I have a feeling there's going to be some people who are listening who can go, either they're going to go, I can really relate. Oh my gosh, please say more. Or, mm-hmm. or they're going to go, I know somebody who's just like that. Like, right, like right. I think there are, are like one of the things that people say is that if CPTSD were to actually be in the big fat book of like, you know, emotional psychological disorders that, mm-hmm. that that big fat book would turn into like a 25 page booklet and a lot of people would get a lot of healing oh yeah and and so i think it's just incredible to be on the other side of that with you and to witness you absorb people's appreciation of you at this level mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And by the way, we I usually say this up front, but I forgot. If you hear me typing in the background, it's because I'm taking notes for the actual um, blog post, which we've agreed to do as part of our thing, because it makes it much easier for us to be able to communicate with you guys. So um, I, was a little, yeah. I was a little bit self-conscious about that, but when I speak it out loud, then I it's easier but um uh, so anyway cptsd healing receiving um you know wow and and to see those ripples that go out coming back and then you said then you, the other thing that you said to me was um about uh, this was so cool you said about you were you had been associating your power your contribution and your value with leaving the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, when we're because when we were talking in the the pre-call, you know, we hashed out all of that part. And then you said, yeah, and you know, especially during this time of the Rona. And I was like, you know what? That is so true because, you know, usually I'm I'm out of the house. Like I'm out of the house every single day. Like I'm a curator. I teach art with senior citizens. I teach art with children. So I'm literally all over town every day, like Monday through Friday, Um, just teaching classes, you know, curating, meeting artists, going to art exhibits, all of that kind of stuff. And so I'm used to going out of my home and having an impact on the, the community around me. And so when, you know, when we got the orders to, you know, start to stay home and be in the quarantine and everything, I was like, all right, what is this going to look like? And I've just literally, it's almost kind of like, you know, you're at a fork in the road, you know, you're going along and you're doing your thing, whatever, and you get to this fork in the road and you're like, wow, look at all these choices I got. Okay, well, I can't go straight anymore. So do I turn left? Do I turn right? And then, you know, when, when you turn that way, you kind of commit to it, especially like right now, we don't know how long. And so, you know, so I was like, all right, so it took me a little bit to commit to being in this space. But once I did, I was like, now I'm, I'm fully invested. I'm like, okay, I'm here. And just thinking that I'm not really going to have that much of an impact coming from my house, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to try and figure it out anyway and just do my thing. Mm -hmm. And and to think that I'm reaching, like, people all over the world 
around my house and making this kind of an impact is just mind blowing to me. And, and, and what I had told you is, um, cause I know that, uh, last week we, um, we've been, it, Debbie, you've been talking about the, uh, the trifecta, the, 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 J- spirituality. the, the JBL trifecta, spirituality, yeah. trauma, tra- psychology and coaching. Right. And so how the three of those kind of overlap one another and in that very center of the of the three of them that it, it kind of hones in. It's almost as if it's a light like shining out into into the universe. And what I got with you when we were talking about this during our pre call is that, you know, it's like it's like I'm a lighthouse and then I'm shining the light from within me out mm-hmm. to all of these people creating this ripple. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like holy Toledo, and I haven't even left my house. And I haven't even left my house. Yeah, you know. Yes, yes. And so you had you had said some things to me, and I I realized halfway through that oh my gosh, she's reading, she's reading from a page, and I'm wondering if you would be willing to share some of the pieces of that page that you are keeping in front of you that you call my grander version of me. Oh, all right. Um, stepping up and stepping out, letting my light shine. Well, tell a little bit of background there. You created this list. Oh, okay. As okay. A, so, yeah. So when, when, um, and how long ago, we, and how long ago? Like, give us the yeah. So when, when we first started Joy Based Living three years ago, um, we started in the spring and it started off as a, uh, like a seven week course. We listened to some audios and did some, you know, like question, question and answer kind of things every week for, for seven full weeks. And then afterward, we continued to meet on like a monthly basis. And so we all met and, and I don't remember how many of us there were. Um, until December of that year. And then from that point forward, it was one of those where like, if you want to continue to move on with Joy-Based Living, then you can. And then if not, then you can do whatever. So I stayed with Joy-Based Living, but I also like connected really well with with two different groups, a, a group of, of artists that were in Joy-Based Living, and then another group of people who were also like, you know, growth, have a growth mindset as well. And so the group that um, has like this growth mindset is the one that I met with today. The, the one from um, the, the one from California and from Austria and from the Netherlands. And so every December we get together and we're like, okay, what are our intentions for the next year? And so my last two years have been like these intentions that have been like 20 to 25 long, you know, very detailed, very this, that I kind of got hung up in the whole, like, if you, if you do a broad stroke, then, you know, you can't hone in on what you really want to bring into your life. So those two years, I felt like, especially last year, I felt like my, my strokes are are too, I need to move into the broad stroke because that feels more comfortable for me, more appropriate. And so what I'm, reading to you now are my intentions for 2020 that I wrote out to, to my, my group, um, to step up and step out, to let my light shine, Mm -hmm. 
um, to naturally become a missionary art healer, to develop an online presence, to be me, regardless of anyone or anything, um, to, oh, wait, to, to, yeah, 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 um, to do me, meaning, you know, just stay inside of me, just do me, um, regardless, and, and then I, I actually have the word lioness under there, because mm -hmm. that's what, that's my, you know, what I identify with, and then to release all that no longer serves me and my highest good, that no longer serves my highest good. So, um, so yeah, so, and, and as I'm moving into like the, the contribution component of the, you know, having these meetings and, and looking for different ways to help people and to share my insights and stuff, it feels like I'm, I am stepping up and I'm stepping out and I am letting my light shine. And, you know, and, and like with my friends in Tanzania, I am becoming that missionary art healer and my online presence. Absolutely. I mean, I'm doing videos almost every day. So on my YouTube channel and then I'm just putting them out there and I'm here on with you, Debbie, on the podcast. I mean, <laughs> you know, just like, well, I just think that is so cool. It's like your intentions that you wrote with so much clarity. Like I know one of your favorite words lately is the word resolve. It's like your intentions are coming fully alive now. And they're, the, the, I, I would like to use the word effortlessly, although I know you're putting a lot of uh, energy and care into each one of these things. I think that you're so, we used the word devoted yesterday, devotion. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I want to give credit to, I forgot to do that yesterday. I, th the ideas that I got around that word devotion that meant so much to me actually came from Sadhguru, whose leadership I really admire. And for full transparency, I'm not one of his devotees. I don't meditate with, according to his, you know, philosophies and stuff or his practices. But I, he has 10 million volunteers and I love the way he holds himself as a leader. Um, and when he spoke about devotion, I feel like your devotion to this grander version of you, which is a more joyful version of you. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when you live inside of that kind of devotion, then the word resolve and the word intention becomes less about forcing a doingness and more about like just feeling so in love with the people that you're serving. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. I hear when you talk about them. Like, talk about the people that you're working with with the mission here and then the ones in Africa and the ones at the community the, the cultural center like like I just feel love and like when you said how can I help you like you're walking the world inside of that question and, mm. and you're answering it within the context of these intentions while you have set yourself up to be fully grounded in who you really are with more strength and balance on the inside than you've ever had in your life. Yeah. And, and I just feel like you're living in a place of power, but it's not the kind of power that we are used to like defining as power. You're, you're like in, inside of like organic power and you're making a difference in all directions. 
and it is positively affecting your life in every way yeah. in every way and and i like it makes my heart sing to see you in a wider reach and to see you contributing more fully and to see your voice like set free to just go oh i intuitively thought this and that so i spoke it oh my mm-hmm, gosh mm-hmm. like that is like <clears throat> like a such a far cry from a few years ago oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know and so my dream come true is you living that fully my dream come true is the goodness in each person having a full I was going to say a full throttle voice, if that makes any sense, but like a, <laughs> a fully powered voice, the goodness in each person having a fully empowered voice. Yeah. Like that's so I, I'm just having like a party with you emotionally right now. Just like if we were together, I'd be clinking glasses with you. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's amazing. It it really is. And, you know, I, I spend so much time, like, focusing on what's next and, you know, trying to constantly be a better person that um, I don't take a lot of time reflecting on the impact that I have on others. Mm-hmm. And today was just one of those days. And it's just, it's profound. Well, let's let's look at that just a little bit. Because uh, I have that same tendency, especially being like an idealist, like I am, there can be a very fine line between idealist and perfectionist. And mm. when you're looking forward, 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 then what you're not looking at is really celebrating your strengths and your gifts. And I think that you have to do that in order to be really happy. Yeah. And so I want to encourage our listeners to like, like re-listen to this audio as many times as you want to and like ask yourself what is the grander version of me what are what are my strengths and gifts you know what is it that I would love to like impact the world with and whatever it is if it brings you joy do it and then Mm-hmm. And like trust yourself and count on the fact that you're going to fail and you're going to mess up a bunch and <laughs> just be like really committed to support yourself and to receive support from people who are supportive. I think I just said support like four times in that sentence. <laughs> um, but I think that's really important because I think that as people like I think when I when I said to people who are older and who have done really cool things I'm like you should like mentor people and they look at me like I have three heads and I'm like what kind of culture are we living in I almost said an f-bomb there I held back I should get points um (laughs) like like what is this what's going on and and that's what I call and they weren't being rude they weren't being mean they weren't even being selfish it was it was humility to a point of excruciating withhold an excruciating to me an excruciating sense of withholding their gifts from the rest of the world out of humbleness because they're not you know who am I to do that and that makes me mad because there's a lot of people in the world who are lonely and who could really benefit from somebody just saying hey I just want you to know I see you and what matters to you and 
how can we just be there for each other? Like that makes the world into a village versus into, I need a certificate in order to say I can help somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. So it's like owning and appreciating your own strengths, you know, and then when you do that, then you can really, um, uh, I think about the story about a rabbi who was just, <laughs> he was just, he was just um, given a new position at a new synagogue and it was bigger and it was a big deal for him. And I, and I think this was a true story. Um, and someone caught him like in the room next to the synagogue, like the, you know, they have like a hall that they might, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it was empty and it was like right before the service um and someone caught him like in the room kind of pacing around and like kind of holding his hand in front of him and moving it up and down and they're like what are you doing <laughs> rabbi what are no. you doing and, oh, no. <laughs> and, and you know what he said he said you know after the service i know that a lot of people are going to be coming up to me and congratulating me and welcoming me and I am practicing shaking their hands and saying thank you. Oh, what? Oh, that's beautiful. It makes me want to cry. I'm practicing shaking their hands and saying thank you so that when they thank me, I can really be present for them and honor the gift that they're giving me. It makes me think of, wow, that's just so profound. Okay. It's kind of like stepping into the space of gratitude. Of receiving gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, because... it. Okay, so it makes me think of it, and I don't remember who that I, I listened to a lot of audiobooks and so this one particular audiobook um it was a story and it maybe it keeps coming to me that it was Mike Dooley mm-hmm. um and maybe maybe not I don't know but that, that's the name that keeps coming up but he gave the example of these two gentlemen who won the gold medal in gymnastics maybe in the 80s and I could be getting all of my facts wrong but as far as like the timing and whatever but what I do remember is that these gentlemen they practiced every single day and the way that they practiced was the idea that they were at the Olympics and they were doing their and they were doing their um their routine every single time in their mind that they were, they, they were thinking that I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm at the Olympics. And as soon as they finished and they did, you know, they finished their mount or whatever that's called, um, that they win the gold medal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they did this day after day after day after day. And they imagined in their mind that there are all these people, you know, in the stands and rooting for them. And, yeah. You know, and, and standing up and getting the gold medal and, and having them put it around their neck and all of that. Mm-hmm. So 
the time came for them to, you know, as, as they were practicing in their mind, it naturally led them to be in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And so when it came time for them to literally perform their routine, they both did it exactly right. Just exact, you know, just exactly the way that they were supposed to. And so they won first place and second place. And, you know, they stood up there. They had the, the necklace, uh, the, the medal put around their neck. And, and, you know, and so later on, they were being interviewed and asking, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know, congratulations for winning the gold medal and the, and the, the silver medal. You know, how did you prepare for this? And they're like, oh, we've been preparing for this for years. You know, we've, we've played this again and again and again in our mind until – and until it got us here and now we won. So, you know, it's just, and so then that's the way that the mind works. If you continue to process it, continue to, we were talking about you and I in our pre-call, we we're talking about the manifestation earlier and how to, and you know, how to kind of bring things to us. Um, yeah, I just totally and, and, went and off. I, and, and, and without without going into details, just because uh, I don't want to go into details right now about this, but like how you recently did like experienced a major manifestation w- with very little like, um, you know, for there was no force underneath it at all, and it was big. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so just the joy. There's a joy of that. There's a huge joy in that. That when you put something out there with joy and, and with, um, with a deep desire inside of your heart that, um, in, and you put like energy behind it, um, the universe will do the coolest things and, and the opportunities will show up in ways that will be so delightful and I think a, a big key to that is making sure that you feel really yummy when you're doing it. Oh, yeah. That the yummier you feel when you're actually like imagining the thing that you're wanting to experience, that's the vibe that's going to, that's going to feed you as it comes back to you. But that's a whole other conversation. I, I don't even want to keep going there right now. I feel, yeah, I, I, I feel like I want to close the call like really soon are you okay with that that's fine I yeah I just I, I got on a little tangent and went off and yeah no I just nice. feel so juicy good it's like it's like the best art teachers are the ones who grab the paper away from the kid before they <laughs> right like, this is so good I don't want to put any more in it so um all right is that good for you yeah that's okay, fine so let's do the outro here my name, in case you came up, uh, in case you showed up in the middle of this, my name is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm the founder of joybaselivingcom and we are a community of people who believe that love is our greatest superpower and where meaningful conversations are our world. I am joined here by the wonderful, awesome Michelle Stone. And if you want to... Um, comment at any of our blog posts or podcasts, please do that. Just go to joybaseliving.com and either click on the word lioness and you'll see all of our blog posts, which include the podcasts within them. So you can listen to each one within. 
uh, the, within the blog post. I always get mixed up when I say those words. And the word lioness is, uh, you can put that into the search bar at the bottom, or you can put in episode 44, and you will be led right to this episode with URL links and a little bit of art here and there. So, Michelle, thank you so very much for this inspiring, awesome, meaningful, beautiful conversation. It was absolutely my pleasure, Debbie. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. See you in the next pod.